I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to this episode of Body Performance, a podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Today's episode, I am going to go off the rails on functional training. Functional training is a myth. I know everybody's shitting their pants when I say that, but functional training is just some bullshit that trainers thought up to get money out of your pocket so they can have a job. If you're functional training, you're wasting your time. If your personal trainer is talking to you about functional training, fire them. If you're balancing, planking, juggling, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling, stop doing that, get your money back, and get a real trainer. The challenge is finding a real trainer who doesn't believe that hype and bullshit about functional training. When you walked into the gym, did you tell them, I would like to learn how to feed myself, dress myself, bathe myself, and then wipe my ass all by myself? That's functional training. No, you walked into the gym and you said, I would like to become leaner, more muscular, and have better cardio. That's what you did. You went to the gym to get in shape. You didn't go to the gym for physical therapy, or more accurately, occupational therapy. You went there to get in shape. And now you have a personal trainer who's showing you how to function better. He's giving you bullshit exercises that really aren't that effective. Remember, we have six major muscle groups, chest, back, biceps, triceps, shoulders, and legs. And all you need is an exercise or two to train each of those muscles so you can then function better in life and perform better in your daily activities. Think about how many things you do in your daily life where you have to perform at peak levels. Driving the car, writing down information, answering the phone, Instagramming yourself, taking selfies, Googling, talking to the boss. Maybe you have to throw the garbage once in a while. It's kind of heavy. God forbid you get a flat tire and have to push your car off the road. But nothing in life is that hard. That's why people aren't in shape. Normal, everyday life normal everyday functions are not that hard. They don't get you in shape. They don't keep you in shape. So this bullshit about functional training is just that bullshit. Your personal trainer doesn't know how to train you or doesn't want to learn how to train you or doesn't want to take the time to train you. I don't go to a guy who can't play golf for lessons. I'm not going to hire an investment banker who's poor. I'm certainly not going to hire a personal trainer who's fat and doesn't look good naked. Think about professional athletes. They don't do functional training. They go to the gym and they work out. They gain additional size and strength in the gym, and then they apply that newfound strength or that new acquired strength and size to their sport or to their specialty. You don't see football players running around on the field with weights. They get big and strong in the weight room, and they use that additional weight tackling, running, and throwing the football. You don't see golfers swinging weighted golf clubs for eight hours a day. They might swing two to make the one club lighter, just like a baseball player will swing two baseball bats to make the one bat lighter they're going to use, but they're in the gym lifting weights, doing all these basic, simple, boring movements to make each of their muscles stronger. Then they take that new strength and apply it to hitting balls over the fence. If additional strength wasn't important, Mark McGuire wouldn't have cracked 70 home runs in one year. And you can bet your ass he didn't do that functional training. He went to the gym, he took drugs, he got bigger, he got stronger, and then he hit a lot more home runs. Don't get me wrong, you absolutely have to have the skills in your particular sport to perform and do it at a professional level. But then once you apply additional strength, you can do it better, faster, and easier. 
Next time you're in the gym, take a look at all the personal trainers in the personal training section and see how many real, basic, simple movements they have their clients doing. I'm going to give you the answer. Very few. They've got them in their special personal training section of the gym doing goofy-ass exercises. They're planking. They're playing with the ropes. They're creating and inventing their own exercises rather than using the million dollars of equipment that's specifically designed to train people safely and effectively. Because if they didn't do that, they couldn't charge you $70 for 30 or 45 minutes. I find it amazing that clients aren't saying, Hey, why aren't we using all those equipment like all those people who are in shape? Why are we doing all these goofy-ass functional training exercises that really don't seem to do much? I mean, they get me tired and they get me sore because I'm out of shape, but it just doesn't seem as effective as what those men and women are doing over there. You know, the ones that are in shape. You know what functional training should really be called? Practice. I'm functional training when I'm hitting 100 putts at the end of the day. I'm functional training when I'm hitting 100 free throws. Football practice is called functional training. Basketball, wrestling, track practice, that's all called functional training. And then you get into the weight room to improve your performance. That's performance training. So when you walk into the gym, what you're trying to do is performance enhancement. You're not looking to improve your function. You're looking to improve your performance. You already function. You want to perform better. Now we're going to answer Science Guy's question about warming up when working out. First off, he's incredibly strong. I mean, Justin Basing kind of strong. But he notices that if he doesn't warm up sufficiently on the bench press, by the time he gets to 275, it's hard. It's not as easy. But he notices when he warms up, it's much better. Why is that? The answer is pretty simple. As you warm up, your muscles, tendons, and ligaments get stretchier. They have better flexibility. They have more range of motion, and they have better snap. In other words, they flex better. They become more eccentric and concentric easier. And that's what weightlifting is, making the muscle eccentric or stretching it out and then contracting the muscle or shortening it rapidly. When you haven't warmed up sufficiently, you don't have that ease or range of motion. It's hard. It's like a brittle rubber band. But as you warm up, your muscles, tendons, and ligaments, again, are more pliable. They're stretchier. They snap back better. They can generate more force when lifting weight. And that's why when you bench press 135 and then you bench press 135 again, it feels a little lighter. Even though your max might be 400, it's just that initial range of motion that you haven't done all day long seems a little bit easier the second time you do it. Think about general stretching. You stretch out the first couple times you do it or for the first minute or two, it's really hard. But as the minutes roll by, you become more flexible, your body becomes more pliable, and stretching's a little bit easier. Same thing with weightlifting. There are certain movements you haven't done, especially under pressure or under weight, during the day. So the first time you do it, it's going to be very hard. Then the second time you do that motion, it's going to be a little bit easier. This is why your overall strength might be great, but to get to that overall strength and have it be easy, you got to go through 135 for 10, 135, 185, 225, and then get to 275 and start your workout rather than just doing 135, 225, and 275. And that's going to be true of all exercises, and it's going to be true regardless of somebody's strength, because whether your max is 400 pounds on the bench press or 150 pounds on the bench press, you still have to warm up. Since we're talking about bench pressing, let me give you a tip to improve yours. Most guys, when they bench press, bring the bar 
too low on their chest. I'm not talking about the depth. I'm talking about the positioning. They drop it too low. I'm talking about an inch, maybe two inches too low. If they raise the bar closer to the shoulders, they'll have a much better press. The reason is when you drop the bar too low, you negate the use of the chest and all that bench pressing weight has to occur through the shoulders. But as the bar gets closer to your face, it engages the shoulders and the chest more, giving you better leverage and a bigger bench press. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance. Body Performance.